Well, Prime Minister Anthony Albanese is attempting to quell concerns about a potential security deal between China and Papua New Guinea. Well, PNG, of course, is a sovereign government, but it's a sovereign government that has no closer friend than Australia. We are the security partner of choice for Papua New Guinea, as we are for most of the countries in the Pacific. PNG's foreign minister said yesterday that China had approached the country with an offer for uh, police and security assistance, but it hasn't decided whether or not to accept it yet. It comes just weeks after deadly riots in the nation's capital, Port Moresby. Assistant Minister for Defence, Matt Thistlethwaite, welcome back to RN Drive. So how concerned is the Australian government about these reports? Well, Papua New Guinea is a sovereign nation uh, and they democratically make their own decisions. Uh, of course, they're a very important security um, and partner for Australia in the Pacific and that's why the Albanese government um, has been keen to reignite and strengthen that relationship um, and that's what we've been doing through our bilateral security agreement. I note that the Defence Minister Justin Kishenko in Papua New Guinea clearly distinguished this morning that uh, they have a, an important trading relationship uh, with China but their security and policing relationship is very much with Australia uh, and we hope to continue that relationship into the future and to strengthen it. If Papua New Guinea was to do this deal, what would it mean for Australia? Well, look, I'm not going to speculate um, on decisions that uh, Papua New Guinea may make. Um, they're a sovereign nation. Uh, obviously, Australia sees Papua New Guinea uh, as a very, very important strategic ally within our region. And that's why we've made some pretty important investments in the security and policing relationship. I was in Papua New Guinea late last year uh, where I saw firsthand the partnership that exists between the Australian Navy um, and the Papua New Guinea Navy regarding the Guardian-class patrol boats uh, and the patrols that occur on a cooperative joint basis in the Pacific. And I think that that's a great example of the strength of that relationship that's only going to go from strength to strength in the future. So is your government offering Papua New Guinea uh, anything new since the Chinese uh, appear to have made this offer? Uh, we've had a long-standing relationship, um, an economic one and a security and policing relationship with Papua New Guinea. Um, and that's always grown from strength to strength uh, and will continue to do so. But it seems uh, like China's well, upping their ante. Is your government doing the same? Well, again, I note that uh, the Papua New Guinean foreign minister said that uh, that's the, at this stage the relationship with China is very much an, much an economic one. Um, China's obviously a, an important economic partner for Papua New Guinea, as it is for Australia. Um, but the security relationship for Papua New Guinea is very much with the Australian government and uh, we look to continue that into the future. On another issue, some military commanders say defence urgently needs to add killer drones to its arsenal to give Australian forces a fighting chance on the modern battlefield, drones which we've seen uh, used so effectively in uh, Ukraine. Are those drones coming? Can those military commanders expect them anytime soon? The Australian Defence Force is investing um, in new drone technology, and I've seen that firsthand. Uh, the GhostBat program is a partnership between Boeing Australia and the Royal Australian Air Force. Um, we're manufacturing that capacity in Melbourne. It's creating jobs for Australians. 
and it has a fantastic export capacity. That's an uncrewed aerial vehicle that has the capacity to carry artillery payloads. Uh, as well as that, the government is investing in um, Ghost Shark, which is a, an underwater uncrewed vehicle capacity, um, as well as companies like Cypac, um, again based in Melbourne, that are supplying um, cardboard drones to the Ukrainian military as we speak. So this drone capacity in the Australian context is being developed. So why were top brass quoted in the Australian newspaper saying that without urgent steps to get combat drones into service, the ADF would face massive casualties against better equipped forces? It sounds like Australian forces don't have a fighting chance as, as it stands on the modern battlefield. Oh, look, I would dispute that. Um, I've seen firsthand the technology that's being developed by the Australian Defence Force in partnership with Australian industry, creating high-tech, high-skilled jobs for Australians with an export potential. And I've got to say, I'm pretty impressed with the technology that's being developed um, here in Australia. Um, and the government's comfortable with the investments that the Defence Force is making and what would be important technology into the future. Speaking of drones, US Defence Secretary Lloyd Austin has vowed to take all necessary actions to defend US troops after Iran-backed militants killed three soldiers, US soldiers, and wounded dozens more in a drone attack on a US base in Jordan. How worried are you uh, about Australia uh, being, I suppose, uh, victim of this escalating, particularly given the situation in Gaza? Well, the Australian government and the Defence Force see this as a pretty important operation for Australia to be involved in, and that's why we've tripled our personnel involvement um, in this operation. Are, uh, are, we, are we rethinking the request to send a, a warship to the US? Has that request been renewed by the US? Well, at the moment, uh, the Australian Defence Force uh, and the government have made the decision that that's not an appropriate um, step to take, uh, and given that our focus is very much on our region, the Asia-Pacific. Um, that's where our focus lies at the moment. And Australia's heavily involved um, in a maritime capacity in ensuring freedom of navigation through a pretty important part of the maritime shipping routes that come to Australia. Um, three quarters of our maritime shipping comes through that Indo-Pacific region, and that's where our priority lies at the moment. Just on another matter, a senior Fijian military officer accused of human rights abuses and torture has been appointed as a deputy commander of the Australian Army's 7th Brigade. Apparently, this appointment has been a long time coming. Was def Defence aware of these allegations prior to this appointment? I'm not aware of Defence being, um, being alerted to these allegations. Obviously, um, they're, uh, they've been reported in the papers today. Um, Defence is no doubt um, aware of that. Um, and do, do you know? Sorry, do you know if Defence conducted its own investigations into these claims? I'm not aware um, of that. Um, that's a matter for the Defence Force, um, and no doubt, given the allegations that are that are made today um, in the press. Um, that that will be looked at. Uh, Professor John Frankel from the Victoria University of Wellington has suggested to me that this was a strategic appointment to get former um, Bayani Marama right-hand uh, man, as as he's reported to be, uh, out of the Fijian military. Can you speak to that? Uh, well, look, these appointments are made by the Australian Defence Force um, and uh, they obviously make make those appointments based on experience, um, based on uh, 
but based on readiness and training. Um, and it's something that uh, the Defence Force makes as a decision. Um, and we've seen that reporting today and Defence is no doubt looking at that. We'll have to leave it there. Assistant Minister for Defence, Matt Thistlethwaite. Appreciate your time. Good afternoon to you. Thanks, Andy.